Let the adventure begin with Chris Dinker Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 19. I am your host, Chris Dinker. And when this episode drops, it will be the day before I hit double nickels. That's right. Your girl's about ready to hit 55. And I'm not one who usually gets excited about her birthday. I don't I don't know why. I have fun celebrating other people's birthdays and planning them out and just going all out for others. But then when I think about mine, I don't know why I treat it like every other day. But for some reason, I am stoked about hitting 55. And I'm in kind of a reflective mood when I think thought about putting this podcast episode together, um, yeah, I could come up with 55 things that I've learned in my lifetime, but wow, that would be a lot. So what I've decided to do is that I'm going to share with you five of, I think, the biggest takeaways over my lifetime on this splitting, spinning planet we like to call Earth. And to... Um, yeah, just to kind of think about what I've been learning so far and what I hope to carry on with in the future. And without further ado, here's the list. Number one is the mantra for let the adventure begin. And it boils down to three sentences. Life is one big adventure. Live it to its fullest. Be unapologetically you. And that's what I firmly believe um, that when we're living this one fantastic, awesome life that we've been given, we have a choice as to how we're going to live it. Uh, we can go big, we can go small, whatever floats our boat, but it is ours. And so I just, I encourage each and every one of you to live it to it, to its fullest, however you define that. Some people say living it to its fullest meaning means, um, you know, climbing a mountain. Some might say it is getting out of the comfort zone and going up and having a conversation with a complete stranger. Someone else might view it as um, trying a new hobby or, uh, you know, like taking a cooking class or doing an improv class, just getting out of that comfort zone. And, you know, finally, the, the last piece of that is to be unapologetically you. You're the only you that there is on this planet. And we couldn't be who we are if you weren't here being who you are. So be unapologetically you. So that's the first one, you know, the, that, that is one of my takeaways is to live life to its fullest, be unapologetically you, because you know what? Life is one big adventure. The second takeaway I have is to take risks and know that failure is going to be a part of growth. Alois Ristad said, when we give ourselves permission to fail, we, at the same time, give ourselves permission to excel. It's hard to take risks because failing is going to inevitably be part of the process. In order to grow, we need to fail. It helps to be more grateful for the successes in life. And honestly, it keeps us humble. For a lot of my life, I have taken the safe route. While there are benefits to stability and it is inherently irresponsible to throw caution completely to the wind 24-7, 
There is a balance between the two. It took me a long time to figure that out. It's okay to take risks and okay to fail. Once I came to peace with that concept, I jumped in to try new things. I failed at being a life coach. I failed at self-publishing my first book. And I failed at starting a farmer's market to just name a few things that I have tried to do over the last like five to seven years. But you know what? I learned so much from the process. And honestly, it has helped me take risks in other areas such as starting this podcast. Again, we learn so much about ourselves through failure. We are humbled when we trip and fall, but it gives us permission to be outstanding. My third takeaway is to not compare your beginning to someone else's middle. This one was a hard one for me to, to really wrap my head around. Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. It's so hard to keep from comparing ourselves to others, but it's just not healthy to do so. Social media is probably the biggest factor in the comparison hamster wheel. Looking at someone else's life and then thinking ours doesn't measure up isn't fair to them or to us. We don't know what it has taken for that person to get where they are. Instead, we need to look at that person maybe as a mentor. What lessons can we learn from them? How can we learn from their successes and mistakes? In fact, I just listened to uh, a podcast this morning episode, and it was um, Todd Henry's podcast, Accidental Creative. And he talked about how the Rolling Stones, when they were first starting out, um, Mick Jagger was asked, you know, about, you know, their future. And he says, well, I feel like we have the, the next year set up pretty well. And then here they are 50 years later, still rocking it out, still doing what they do. And a lot of people, you know, starting out as musicians think that, oh, you know, they were an overnight success and, and they weren't. It took them years to get to this legendary status that they now enjoy today. Um, he also talked about in this episode, Einstein, how when Einstein graduated from college, he uh, couldn't get a job and was relegated to a certain position. And it took him 20 years to get to where he was. And people are like, oh my gosh, Einstein, he's a genius. You know, it was like overnight success. No, people didn't realize he was in the trenches doing his thing for 20 years before he was finally recognized. So the only person that we need to compare ourselves to or should compare ourselves to is the person in the mirror. That's how we need to reframe our lives. We can work to get a little better each day in whatever facet of our lives that we are working on. Number four is to be grateful for each day. Uh, Mandy Hill said, happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to look like and celebrating it for everything that it is. So starting each morning with a grateful heart is like starting the day with a win the moment you get up. I saw this quote by Brene Brown that said something to the effect that the difference between entitlement and privilege is gratitude. Entitlement says that something is owed to you while privilege recognizes the gift. And one of the things that I started doing many years ago with a friend of mine is that we sent each other a gratitude list every day um, during the week, just five things that we were grateful for in the previous 24 hours. 
And we did this for many years. And now I know that I've continued to do this list every morning. I'll look back at the previous 24 hours and I'll think of and write down five things that I'm grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours. And most of them are, I mean, they're not revolutionary by any means. It might be um, the smell of my coffee maker or the coffee as, as it's grinding and making coffee in the morning. Cause you know what? You, you can't smell a coffee maker. You can smell the coffee, but not the coffee maker. Um, it could be something like, um, buying yourself a bouquet of flowers. And I did this. I talked about this on Instagram. Um, I went to Trader Joe's over the weekend and I did it. I, I bought myself a $3.99 bouquet of flowers. There was no reason for it. It took me back to Tara Schuster's book that I talked about, I believe, in episode four. Go back and give that a listen. It's really my all-time favorite book right now. And um, she talked about doing things for ourselves just because. You don't have to have a special reason for doing it. You can just do things just to treat yourself. And so I did. I bought myself the bouquet of flowers, brought them home, put them in the vase, and they are lovely. So being grateful for being able to spend $4 on a bouquet of of flowers. Um, You know, doing the little things like, um, you know, fresh sheets on your bed. I mean, I love changing the sheets on my bed just because they're they're crisp, they're fresh, they smell like they just came out of the dryer. I love that smell. Um, the being able to use a new pen when you're writing. I mean, gratitude can be anything like that, but it's also about the people that are in our lives on a daily basis and being grateful for those moments, the time that we get to spend with them. My dad is 82 and he and I text each other every single morning. Um, and we just have quick conversations. When I get to school, I tell him to have a good day. He tells me to have a good day. I don't take that for granted. Uh, I feel incredibly blessed that I still have both my parents and my step parents in my life. And that's something to be grateful for. Um, being grateful for finding something that you lost and you didn't think, you know, it's like that sock in the dryer that comes out by itself and you're like, where did the other um, half of this one go? And then suddenly you find it somewhere and it's like, oh my gosh, something to celebrate. That's what I mean by being grateful for each day and being grateful for those little things. Each day we are given 86,400 seconds. How we spend it and the attitude we have are everything. And last but not least, my final takeaway is to keep it real. In fact, I bought myself a bracelet that says those exact words, keep it real. Demi Lovato said, I try to keep it real. I don't have time to worry about what I'm projecting to the world. I'm just busy being myself. There are too many people in this world worried about what other people are doing and how they are living their lives. And it just, I just struggle to wrap my head around it. Um, I often wonder why are these people so confused? concern. When I read about hate toward the LGBTQIA plus community or against people of different faith backgrounds or people of various cultures, I am honestly baffled. How is the way they live their lives negatively impacting you? Newsflash, they don't. They're living their lives plain and simple. Stop getting so worked up and live your own life. And as, you know, like Demi Lovato said, she's, she doesn't have time to worry about what 
she's projecting to the world. She's just busy being herself. So that's what I've been trying to do as well. I've been trying to do more of the living life on my own terms and keeping it real. In other words, I'm trying to be more like Demi Lovato. Now, the other thing that I wanted to share is that, you know, sometimes when we go back and we think about, you know, the previous year of our life, um, sometimes we don't think that we've done much. And here's a challenge that I'm going to put forth to you is that at the end of each month, um, I keep a calendar and I just write down different things that are going on that month. And then at the end of the month, I write down um, on a separate place in my planner what went on that month. You know, maybe it could be something like, I went to a movie with my husband. Uh, I went on a coffee date with my friend Amy. I uh, spent time with my grandson, Asen, and my daughter. I talked to my son, Nolan, on the phone. I read a book uh, uh, called Things That Matter by Joshua Becker. Um, I meditated 20 out of the 30 days in the month. So just keeping a, a record of things that happened during that month, um, and the, because often we forget about the the little things things that are going on, we just try to think, oh, I didn't do anything really big that month. Month, so did I really do anything? And I can promise you, if you start listing things just on your calendar, and then at the end of the month reflecting on those things those little moments are the big moments and those are the moments that make a life. So in, you know, like I said, as I'm getting ready to celebrate my double nickel birthday, um, I just wanted to reflect on those five big areas or five big takeaways that I really, really think that I've been focusing on in my life, especially over the last, last year. And like I said, the first one is the mantra for um, let the adventure begin. And it is to is to know that life is one big adventure. Live it to its fullest. Be unapologetically you. Secondly, take risks and know that failure is going to be a part of growth. Thirdly, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Fourth, be grateful for each day. And last but not least, keep it real. So friends, thanks for listening to this episode. Thank you for indulging me and letting me be a little reflective here as I begin my next trip around the, the sun. Um, if you have been a faithful listener or if you've come to the podcast for the first time and have enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave it an honest review and rating so that others can find this uh, little little uh, gem of mine that I'm enjoying doing. And also, if I talked about this last week, but I'm also doing a fundraiser for breast cancer research. It's the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, BCRF. And I'm doing that over on Facebook. My goal is to raise $200 by the end of October. And at last count, um, I'm edging closer and closer. I've had some awesome people step up and we're up to $165. So if that's something that is in your heart to do, I would love it if you would donate to that. And with that, I hope that you let your adventure begin. And until next week, peace.